1: Fight for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home. Like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy, energy for hunkering down.
3: by the Reality
4: Check Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, The Coach, from the WWE. 20 years, two decades, in the greatest business that the world has ever seen, Pro Wrestling. Now, there are very few wrestling podcasts out there that I like. But this one, this one I love. I love the name. I love the personalities. I love the content. The Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. That's where you're at right here on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Follow. Subscribe. I do. Enjoy the show. I'm the coach. Till next time. Roll it.
5: Welcome, everybody,
6: to the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast, a hard-hitting, in-depth, cutting-edge look at today's product in the world of professional wrestling. Now, without further ado, here are your hosts, Rad Rob, Rob Francois, and the Real Deal Heel, Richie Reardon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. This is The Flagship. It is episode number 108. I am your host, Rad Rob, Rob Francois, flying solo this week. Uh, Mr. Richie Reardon uh, wasn't able to make it this morning. Uh, Hope he's doing okay. Haven't been able to get a hold of him, Uh, but I'm up against the time crunch here, so I had to get the show out and get it rolling. Uh, Mr. Wangland didn't answer his phone either. Uh, so hey, it's cool We had Brad filling last week But uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's your old boy It's your boy, Rad Rob So this should be a quicker show But there is quite a few things to talk about With everything that's going on in the wrestling and sports And well, the world, really But let's start off the way we normally do Here is what I thought about this week's Smackdown on Fox We open the show with a video package from the WWE Performance Center. Triple H welcomes us to the show. I mean, it's really a cool thing and, and kind of surreal to see uh, an empty building and have wrestling matches. Uh, but I really commend Vince McMahon and his team for moving on and pressing through with every other sport, including, you know, uh, including XFL. You know, being canceled, baseball's pushed back two weeks. That could go back even further. With all the uncertainty what's going on, for all intents and purposes, um, the hockey NHL has canceled the rest of their season, as far as I know. Uh, Basketball has canceled the rest of the season. We're not going to have any NBA or NHL champions this year. We're not going to have NCAA champions this year in in basketball. It's just it's craziness. It's hard to think about. NASCAR is going to keep on running. Uh, as far as I know, without anybody in the crowd. So that's, uh, you know, people don't realize that, yeah, while we do have to stop the outbreak of the coronavirus or COVID-19, it's going to kill the economy worse, you know, more than it's going to kill people. And people don't understand that it's it's a catch-22. You have to stop the outbreak. But by, de- by, by doing so, limiting, you know, travel, limiting people not being able to go to the concerts or sporting events or hell, even the mall. I'm sure the malls are going to be next to close down. And I'm sure, uh, you know, a lot of restaurants are going to close down. Amazon is going to make a fucking killing off all this. Um, but it's obviously going to hurt your economy because people aren't spending money because they're not going anywhere. So it's uh, it's just a shitty situation to be in. But you have to commend WWE for going on at least, you know, with the show without having an audience. I wish, honestly, I wish other sports would have done that because at least if we're stuck home for who knows how long, we could fucking watch sports. Uh, but no, they didn't didn't want to do that. So it is what it is. You also have to remember Vince McMahon went on. Uh, he had the first public uh, assembly since you know after nine eleven. The same week first one to get out there and and help everyone you know take you know take their minds off the horrible things that happen and try to entertain us so again he's doing the same thing can this be i mean it's almost a novelty to see empty arenas the show has changed it's gonna be really hard to fill three hours uh on raw from the pc uh with no crowd being there but um I mean we'll we'll see. It's gonna be a challenge. They're obviously gonna have to restructure their shows. WrestleMania is still in flux as we record this. Uh they made an announcement this week. The uh Florida governor recommends suspending all gathering, public gatherings and events. But Tampa Mayor said, Yeah, we're not ready to do that yet. You know, we still got a few weeks before WrestleMania. We don't know what the scope you know what the landscape's gonna look like in three weeks. So they're still moving ahead with going on and, and it god, WWE is in such a tough position when it comes to that because you've banned mostly all international travel. The U.K. can still travel here, which that could change, you know, tomorrow. Today, tomorrow, could change in a half hour. You never know about that. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens there. And, you know, are people going to get refunds if they do cancel the show? I mean, I can't see them canceling for the entire year. I can see them maybe pushing it back a few months. You know, and and trying to book it later on, but you got to remember, you got to do it before football season comes up. You know, if you're going to stay at Raymond James, obviously you're going to have to reschedule the uh, WrestleMania. You know, that's going to push back SummerSlam or, or any other events that they have scheduled. It's just a really tough spot to be in, and it's March 14th as I'm recording this. WrestleMania is on what April 5th, so we only have what two, three weeks left. The stage itself takes about 10 days to build and assemble and, and, and put up. I mean, plus all the logistics of getting people there, not knowing how many people in the crowd are going to show up. Uh, is that going to free up tickets for people stateside here to, to buy tickets that wouldn't normally be able to go? And shit, they got to be cheap prices at this point if that's, a, if that's the case. So many things are up in the air, which they're going to revisit it next week. But uh, I can't see WrestleMania going on with people being there. I mean... Would you guys want to see WrestleMania in an empty stadium? Um, Or, you know, limit it to their friends and family? Or here's something I posted on Twitter. What if the fans that were attending signed a waiver before they got into the stadium saying that WWE and nobody else can be held accountable if they get sick? That way they can go, and they go at their own risk. So you put it on the people. Is that irresponsible? Because you know, just because WWE or whoever else can't get sued, you could still have a mass outbreak with all the people that are there. Yeah, it is completely irresponsible. But that's in, possibly an option they can go at. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's really tough. It affects our business here too. I mean, we got the second annual Rad Mania coming up, and I have a lot of things planned for that week. And if WrestleMania doesn't happen, I'm still thinking about going through with it. You know, you have the superstars fan fest in rome georgia on april 25th that john ritchie and i are going to and staying and eric bischoff for the headliners to be a lot of people there and a lot of legends there as well as wrestlers that night for the bruiser brody cup so i talked to sean holcomb the promoter the other day he said he has no plans of canceling right now but that could change i mean you never know he said unless the town or the state tells me i can't do it I, I still plan on doing it but again how many people are going to show up now that's that's another thing like maybe the event will still go on But how many people are going to show up? I mean, wrestling fans are wrestling fans. (laughs) People still want to meet Sting and Eric Bischoff and other people. You know what I mean? Like, I still think it would be a good turnout. But you never know. It could be a ghost town. Vendors could, you know, say they can't go now or they're not going to go. I've talked to a few friends of mine that are in the business that have had a lot of bookings canceled. DDP being one of them. Had a couple bookings uh, canceled because of AW being uh, rescheduled. So affecting everybody and the last thing i read and we'll get into the news later on but uh the latest thing i read about like wrestlecon and stuff like that there's no travel insurance on any of that stuff so people are still planning on going and the the events like wrestlecon at least uh and gcw are still planning on having their events will the cities or states allow that we don't know that that could be the thing like obviously vince doesn't want to cancel but if the city or state makes him cancel, he doesn't have a choice. So, you know, people people can say, oh, Vince is money hungry, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's, it's his livelihood. It's his business. I mean, you have to understand the city and Vince, I mean, they're losing upwards of $150 million, if not more, just in revenue coming into the city. Uh, it's a lot of money. And I know people's health should be more important right now. But you have to also think about the fact that Businesses have to turn a profit. Um, it's it's just... It's a shitty situation to be in. There's no right answer. Well, I mean, there is one right answer. And I, I suggested it. Take everybody and quarantine them all. None of us leave the house. Simple. That's how you stop the outbreak. Nobody leaves the house. For at least two weeks to a month. And it's gone. But you just you can't do that in today's society. People still have to work. People I mean, schools are being canceled. A lot of parents can't afford daycare, and they still have to go to work and they have nobody to watch their kids. It's I know this is a wrestling show, but I mean, this is obviously affecting everybody. I didn't really want to talk too much about it, but I mean, cuz I, I kind of want to entertain you guys and take your minds off it too, but it's it's a real thing that we're dealing with. It's hard not to talk about it. Uh, again, kudos to WWE for not even bringing up the word coronavirus or anything like that last night on the show. Uh, but I feel it's something that does need to be addressed and talked about. That so many things that we love are being taken away. You know, no basketball, no baseball right now. No foot, no. I mean, football. NFL hasn't pushed back the official start of their league date, which I believe is the twentieth. So, it's next week at some point, I think, or the week after. Um, but no basketball, no major league soccer, no hockey. Um, baseball being pushed back XFL being cancelled movie theaters closing a lot of movies getting pushed back Fast 9 is it Fast 9 or Fast 10? I think it's Fast 9 got pushed back to April of next year it was supposed to release in April of this year a year! they're pushing it back a freaking year just because of uncertainty Uh, Netflix is (laughs) going to get a lot more subscriptions Amazon, Hulu, HBO Apple, all these different services. People are going to be watching a lot more TV. i tell you that. And like I said, Amazon's going to make a fucking killing off of this stuff if people aren't going anywhere. Um, and it's funny, like, a lot of stuff is already out of stock. You can't even order toilet paper from Amazon, for fuck's sake. Um, you know, I understand being locked up in your house for, you know, up to a month. We go through a lot of toilet paper here. People have been making a lot of jokes about it, like, ah, oh, coronavirus doesn't give you diarrhea or whatever. It's like... <laughs> our family it's only three of us but we we still go through a lot of toilet paper and our and paper towels so (sighs) let's get back to wrestling i'm sorry i I didn't mean to go on that tangent i mean we're going to talk about a little bit later on because there's a lot of reschedulings going on uh so we'll talk about the news but man i'm telling you it's just it's a scary time to be in right now but i'm trying not to panic and i keep telling people don't panic like we'll get through this As I take a sip of my orange juice, <laughs> like that's gonna help, right? Um, so yeah, empty arena, gonna be weird. Raw's gonna be moving to the PC next week too, and for the foreseeable future. Uh, so, these shows are gonna be quite interesting. And while it's, it's kind of cool and surreal to see an empty building, how long is that novelty gonna last? I enjoy the show. I really did. Like, that being said, I really, really enjoyed this show. So, (laughs) Sasha Banks and Bailey start the show. Uh, They're going to be taking on Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. (laughs) (laughs) I've been hypercritical of Bailey and Sasha lately, but (laughs) they came down the ring, full entrances, by the way, and played to the crowd. Like, the crowd was there. It was super funny. Like, I love the fact that they're making fun of the whole thing and kind of breaking down the fourth wall and trying to have trying to have fun with it. And uh, they went over to Triple H and and Michael Cole who were there. I guess tra- you know restrictions. I don't know if it's just travel. Corey Graves couldn't be there or they told him to stay home. I don't know like who, what personnel is allowed to be there or not. I'm assuming it's because he just couldn't make a flight or something.
3: Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you ultimate control. With the XFi app, you can pause the Wi Fi at the push of a button. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi.
6: But uh, Triple H filled in on commentary, and <laughs> boy, was he good. He was really good the whole night. Um, Sasha and Bailey went over to the announcement where they were and asked where Paige was because Paige was advertised to be on the show and they kept goading michael cole and goading michael and even triple h was on it like yeah cole yeah cole you like to break the news where's where's page like triple h was was on fire they're like he's people don't understand or or have forgotten how great of an entertainer triple h really is because he hasn't really been out there that much in the last few years and only wrestles you know a, a couple times a year but man you want to talk about a charismatic guy that's got so much personality Uh, Regardless of how you think he runs NXT or will run the company someday, a lot of people are still afraid of that based on, you know, NXT doesn't only draw draws under 700,000 people every week. But I'm telling you, man, he's so entertaining. And uh, Paige was not there. Michael tells everybody that she had travel issues. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully she'll come back next week. Not sure where she was coming from. I don't know if she was back in the U.K. or... Or just, you know, a lot of flights are being canceled no matter what. And this is another problem we're going to run into. If you can't drive to to Orlando, how many people may not be able to show up? Like, for foreseeable future, all WWE personnel and superstars are going to be living in Orlando. You know, if they're going to keep putting on shows. So, it was also funny to see the production crew there. Like, how many people you actually don't even notice when there's a crowd there. But... Like at least 20 to 30 guys like st- standing on the other side of the uh, the barricade uh, it was just really weird cameramen all over the place um, stuff you don't normally you know pay attention to so this is a pretty decent match um, you know something funny and I asked my wife I said I wonder if they still wrestle during commercial breaks because there's no crowd there and she's like oh, I'm sure they do and when they came back from break they were right back in the spot like they never stopped but somebody released a video, I believe from Israel, where the feed that they were getting they didn't switch over to commercials and they got the live feed on the broadcast and the women were there just sitting around, like, joking around you know, telling stories and just talking between commercial breaks and not wrestling and, like, joking and laughing, all of them and that made live air I don't know if it was just Israel, if it was anywhere else, but Uh, Sean Ross Sapp put that up on his page uh, from Fightful.com put it up on his Twitter and uh, Alexa Bliss Lexi Kaufman said man what a rude thing to do like you can't just enjoy what we're trying to do for you guys she deleted her comment and he defended himself by saying you know this is uh, this is used for you know highly advertised WWE documentaries but this is actually on you know national or worldwide television um yeah i mean i still wouldn't i don't know i mean there's there's one thing between breaking down the fourth wall and you know we all know it's scripted we all know it's it's choreographed we all know it's 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 programmed but you know i have an issue with at least w all, right, all right hold on let, let, let me rewind it's more WWE's fault than anybody else releasing that video. If I had the video, I probably would have released that too. So I will say that. If I was WWE, I would have had them keep wrestling as normal. Like there were people there. I mean, yeah, I know you want to save bumps and all that, and you don't want to get hurt. There's nobody watching, so why, why you know, bump around for five minutes or whatever? But it's because of stuff like this, because of the fact that you are broadcasting all over the world. Not everybody has the same feed. Each network is going has to has the responsibility of cutting two commercials or advertisements wherever they are. And the fact that that wasn't done, and they saw these women standing around joking and laughing when they're supposed to be embroiled in this hot, hotly contested match. Yeah, it's, that's on WWE. They they should have kept on wrestling like normal. So that's where I stand on that. But that being said, this match was uh, was was really really good, and Sasha and Bailey won. Uh, Sasha submitted Nikki with the bank statement for the tap out. After the match, Triple H leaves the commentary booth uh, and says, you're on your own, Cole. Uh, and then we get a graphic for the interview with Roman Reigns coming up next as we go to commercial. When we come back, uh, here is Roman Reigns. I do want to play for you guys. Uh, Roman sits down with Michael Cole and talks about what's going to be going on at WrestleMania and uh, his matchup with Bill Goldberg.
5: Hey, what a year it's been for you. And now you're going to cap things off at WrestleMania versus Goldberg for the Universal title.
0: It's been a crazy year. Uh, I say it all the time, it's been blessed. Um, Highs and lows, you know what I mean? That's how it comes, but uh, ultimately, no matter what happens, as long as I have my health, as long as I'm able to wake up and participate the next day, um, that's really what's been driving me all year. But I find myself in familiar territory um, and it feels good to be back uh, towards the main event.
5: You know, a lot has happened um, over this past year, and there have been a lot of critics, um, not only on social media, but very vocal everywhere you go, that you, many believe, put yourself in the main event at WrestleMania, and they don't think you deserve it. Your reaction to that?
0: I've been dealing with these critics my whole career. Um, Let me counter it with a question. So if I can main event, Youngstown, Ohio, you know what I mean? In a small town in front of 5,000 people. If I can do that every single night of the full year, why shouldn't I main event the biggest show? Why shouldn't I be able to capitalize on all that hard work that I put in? Um, you know what I mean? Bringing, bringing attention, working hard for this company, busting my ass night in and night out. There, there's nobody here that has the level of commitment that I have. I, I, when it comes down to it, I literally came back as fast as I could in order to be able to do what I love. So now that I'm here, I'm not bowing down to anybody. I'm taking what's mine, and I've done everything to deserve what I get.
5: You know, we're billing this match as spear versus spear. Roman versus Goldberg. Goldberg on our uh, digital morning show, The Bump, a couple of weeks ago, said that he is going to bulldoze you with his spear at WrestleMania. Would you like to comment on this?
0: Goldberg went to Georgia, so I don't even know if he's smart enough to operate a bulldozer, you know what I'm saying? But seriously, though, um, I got a lot of respect for Goldberg. Like I said at the beginning of this, this business is about putting people in these these chairs, filling these seats, and he's done that. He's been a great superstar over the course of his career. He's an icon. Um, But he's a part-timer, man, and we just don't have time for that here. I'm a full-time performer. I've dedicated my life to this craft every single day, 24-7, 365, this is all I think of. I'm f- I was bred from this, born from this. I've eaten from the WWE table my entire life. I've been groomed since I was just a little boy. He doesn't know what he's in for. This ain't about one move. I have mastered the nuances of performance. I have busted my ass week in and week out, and the experience shows it. So, when it comes uh, to the main event of WrestleMania, I'm going to whoop Goldberg's ass. I'm taking back my Universal Championship, and I'm going to set this place right.
6: Pretty good promo by Roman. I really enjoyed it. Like Roman does a really good job when he's not heavily scripted. And I'm telling you, like this week in the PC has been a blessing because, like, even Charlotte's promos were good on NXT, uh, which which says a lot. But I like Roman here. You know, Roman talked about the highs and lows that he's had, but you know, no matter what. It's almost like he pretty much admitted he's the new John Cena. Like, he lives, eats, breathes, loves his business. It's everything he does, 365, you know, 24-7, 365. Uh, He even came back, you know, as fast as he could from cancer because he loves doing this. This is all he wants to do. He was bred for this from a, you know, since he was a kid. It's just a great, great interview. And, uh, man, uh, you guys don't think him and Goldberg's going to be a good match. If it happens, you're crazy. Uh, It probably won't be a long match. I don't see it going over 10, 15 minutes, uh, but I will say this, man. It's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be spear against spear. It's going to be it's still kind of a dream match, to be quite honest. It's a match we didn't ever think we would ever see. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. We go backstage with Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke, who have been informed that they've been bumped from an interview. Uh, so they interviewed Jeff Hardy. He says that he's glad to be back. He's healthy. He's happy. He's hungry. Uh, did lots of soul searching while he was gone. And then Baron Corbett comes up and interrupts him and, and mocks him while calling his uh, his sobriety into question. I've seen a lot of people take exception with that online. Uh, especially Justin Credible, who obviously has had his own issues with substance abuse and still, I mean, it's a lifelong battle. You never get over it. And he thought that was pretty distasteful, and a lot of people agree, but that's, that's Vince McMahon's M.O. I mean, he did the whole Hawk being an alcoholic thing, you know, when, when Hawk was still around and and, you know, ultimately that pretty much killed him because it killed his heart. But, uh, you know, Jake the Snake, he did the same thing. He had Jerry Lawler poured well, what they said was Jack Daniels down his throat when he was in his first stint, you know, with, with rehab back in the, the mid-'90s. So it's a Vince McMahon thing. Um, I didn't really think much of it when I saw it, but, you know, if you really think about it, yeah, it's it's kind of a dick thing to do, but... Um, Jeff says well you know what I heard you got a match tonight or, or, or I have Jeff says you know what I have a match tonight and Corbin's like yeah against who and he's like it's against you and Corbin's like ah shit man like uh you know like had to look in his face like oh, I'm sitting here talking shit about you but I, I didn't know I had to fight you tonight so he's like damn it that was bad timing so uh and then you hear the strum of the guitar and the shows up to Corbin I love the way he's old and Corbin's like man what do you want he's like you know, after, you know, I I didn't forget about you know what you said to me last week, so uh, i wrote a song about it, and I, I want you to hear it. And Corbin's like, I don't have time to listen to your song, and Eliza's like, No, no, you really, you really, you'll enjoy it. Just, just hear, just hear me out. And he starts to strum, and then Corbin's like, I gotta go, I'm out of here. It's like that was just that was pretty funny shit. Um, we then get a graphic for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match in the Elimination Chamber this past weekend, which kind of the way they phrased it and the way they showed it was like. We're gonna have an elimination chamber match at the PC. Like that's a lot of people took it that way, and I'm like, did you see a cage hanger from? Can you couldn't even fit that cage inside that arena? But uh, they were gonna show the actual match from the elimination chamber to fill time, because obviously this is people. A lot of people couldn't show up. They had limited crew. Uh, this is a last minute thing to put on a show, almost like what happened in November when people got stuck in Saudi. So this wasn't the original format of the show. Like. The people that were supposed to be there like john cena and roman reigns like that had to be there like they literally got them there like who knows how whether they got in a car and drove or whatever like they made sure they were there um but we come back to triple h back on commentary and made a joke like i'm the only one in this company that gets a demotion uh, and gets you know even busier than he was than it was before like that's fucking hilarious which we know like triple h has gotten uh reassigned into a different role now don't ask me what it was. I actually don't remember. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of funny. It's like I get a an demotion and now I'm, I'm still busier than ever. Uh, really, really funny. So um, we get a recap of Daniel Bryan defeating Drew Gulak at the chamber. And then we go backstage to Daniel uh, walking up to Drew and giving him the credit for countering everything that he gave him uh, and told Drew that he is willing to learn if Drew is still willing to teach. And Daniel and Drew were then interrupted by Sammy and company who mocked them and point out the fact that, hey Daniel, like remember just a little while ago we asked you to be part of our team and you turned us down. Uh, and now, you know, you're a shell of your former self. And you know what, Daniel's like, fuck you guys. I mean he didn't literally i I'm paraphrasing. Um, but he said, you know what, let's 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 wrestle later on. So is we set up a match between Daniel Bryan and uh, and Cesaro. Then we get the, uh, just about the entire SmackDown Tag Team Elimination uh, Chamber match from this past Sunday's pay-per-view. Uh, we come back, we see The Miz and Morrison, who retain their titles. And I do want to play this for you because it was a pretty decent promo with those guys. And they haven't really been on point either, especially Morrison. But I enjoyed it. So here are Miz and Morrison talking about retaining their title at Elimination Chamber.
3: You all thought putting 10 superstars, that's five tag teams, inside an elimination chamber in our first title defense would hold us back. Let me explain to all of you. The first time Miz and Morrison ever stepped foot inside a WWE ring as a tag team in our very first match, we won championships. And
2: 13 years later, we are still winning championships. If there is anyone here tonight who does not think that we are the greatest tag team of the 21st century. Speak up now. If there is anyone here that does not think
3: I am the greatest wrestling technician that this business has ever seen, speak now.
2: If there's anybody here that does not think that uh, my film *Boon the Bounty Hunter is the greatest cinematic achievement of our generation. Speak up now.
3: Well, my movies, The Marine 3, 4, 5, and 6, were critically acclaimed, not to mention there is Oscar buzz about my new feature, The Main Event, coming soon to Netflix. Now that The Main Event was a kid's movie. And... Fair enough. See, there will be no booing. There will be tonight no You Suck you suck. I couldn't possibly suck. I'm not from Orlando.
2: Oh! <laughs> 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 you see, we don't need a fancy, catchy sing along like New Day Rocks or Ooh Shows because we're not here to pander to a bunch of cheering fans. We're here for us and we're here for these. Because in life, there are winners and there are losers. We are the greatest tag team of the 21st century. Be, Be jealous. Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, hey. Ho, ho. Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey. Ho, ho.
6: I thought they were pretty funny. I really did. Um, I thought they were good. And, like again, when it's almost different, like, when there's not a crowd there, it's like these guys aren't as nervous or something or I don't know or – they just were told to go out there and say whatever they want and and maybe didn't have time to write a script who knows but like these promos were noticeably better than they normally are because they're not didn't appear to be heavily scripted um so we go to commercial we come back (laughs) triple h was holding a camera and uh, cole's like what are you doing he's like we're short-handed, cole it's like i gotta run the cameras now oh this is a really good shot you know just kind of zoomed in back and forth and And just I love the fact that Triple H was making fun of the whole thing and giving cold shit, and uh, it was just really, really entertaining. And we get joined by Mojo Rowley, who is, well, he's obviously not a SmackDown competitor. He's a Raw competitor, but he lives in the area. So he was there to break the news that Rob Gronkowski, former tight end of the Patriots, uh, multi-time Pro Bowl uh, tight end and obviously first ballot hall of famer based on his stats he will be joining the WWE while nothing is officially concrete or set in stone he will be on Smackdown next week to discuss it but obviously with their smoke there's fire they're not gonna put it on their TV show if he wasn't gonna sign so looks like Gronk will be uh, a new a new member of the WWE now whether he goes to NXT or goes up on the main roster who knows but you guys think about this like we have three Athletes right now that were In wrestling that were coming from other sports Obviously we had Tyson Fury uh, Who wrestled last year And we had um, Kane Velasquez Who signed a three year deal I believe and we've only seen him Wrestle one match Not sure what's up with that and now he got Gronk So I mean I love Gronk But I, I don't know how he's going to Pan out as a wrestler and god if he's paired up with his best friend Mojo rallied, and he's already fucked right out of the gate so who knows maybe there'll be a dominant tag team I, I don't fucking know I just I see this being a novelty thing I don't see him wrestling full time especially since he's a commentator for the NFL uh, if that season goes on I don't know it's just I don't know how to feel about it I really, I really don't um, so our next match is Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak versus Cesaro with Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura in his corner um, pretty decent match. It was a quick match. Um, it's funny to see Cesaro tap out to the yes lock. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't I don't know where they're going with this. If they're gonna have a, a few moving forward, if if DB is gonna be put into the Intercontinental title picture with Sammy, I don't, you know, maybe it's just a fill in match because Braun couldn't be there. I mean, who knows? I just. You know f- for what it is, it is what it is. It was a pretty decent match, not a long match, but um, I I enjoyed it. I mean, there's really it sounded like the show wasn't exciting at all. It really was like it, it was a really good show, based on the fact that the last few Smackdowns we've seen have been horrible. Um, but you know, maybe just because of the whole novelty of the empty arena thing, or the fact that they were just kind of joking around and and being real light-hearted about things. But um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, this. We also had Jeff Hardy taking on Baron Corbin. Jeff did his uh, whole thing. <laughs> he, you know, he does. He, he grabs you know a guy's legs in a wishbone position, screams the name of the town, and then does like a double leg drop to their ab- abdomen. Uh, that's fine when the crowd is there, but there's nobody there, and he screams Orlando, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! And he's like got up in the turnbuckles before the match started and did the whole like arms out pose, like he's looking at the crowd, but it's like he acted like the crowd was still there and triple h even made a joke about it um like, good to see jeff getting all his stuff in when there's nobody here to see it so or something like that it was it was pre- <laughs> yeah, it was pretty entertaining uh that triple h made fun of that but um jeff beat baron with the swanton bomb now um he hit a twist of fate which michael cole i guess i thought he had screwed up but i think uh i think this is where they're going they called it a twist of fury so i'm wondering well obviously matt hardy's gone like that should be like a key right there like he's a hardy boy he's been using that move for years as well as his brother if they can't call it a twist of fate that's probably because matt copyrighted the twist of fate and they're not allowed to use it so now it's called the twist of fury now it was either that, or maybe it was Jeff's idea to change the name of the move because it's his version of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it or speculating. But uh, Twist of Fury into the Swanton Bomb for the pin and the win. Uh, when we come back, we get Triple H addressing the audience, uh, saying that um, he's proud of everybody that, that put the show on, and you know, no matter all the crap that's going on in the world, at least we can be here and entertain you because that's what it's all about—is is the WWE universe. And then we get our interview with, uh, with John Cena. So uh, I do want to play that for you. It's about a five-minute segment, five and a half minutes, so it's a little bit long, but it's definitely very entertaining and very noteworthy. So here is John Cena addressing his future with The Fiend at WrestleMania.
4: So let's trace our steps back. Why did Bray Wyatt fall into a downward spiral six years ago after WrestleMania? He got lazy, he gave up, and he blamed me. Bray Wyatt's biggest enemy is Bray Wyatt. Let me ask you a question, Michael Cole. Why does nobody ever say that about me? And I know what you're thinking at home. Like, well, John, it's because you win a lot. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. You know I have suffered monumental setbacks in the WWE. I lost to The Miz at WrestleMania. I lost to RVD at One Night Stand. I lost to CM Punk in Chicago and watched him walk out with the championship. I lost to The Rock at WrestleMania. I was pulverized by Brock Lesnar. I had to buy a ticket to WrestleMania, only to get squashed by The Undertaker in less than five minutes. So why, after all of these setbacks, does no one ever say, well, John Cena's buried? It's because they know who I am. If I fail, I put the blame on no one else but myself. I adapt. I overcome and I get my ass back in the fight. We got way too many WWE superstars around here that'll tell you they've wanted to do this their whole entire life. But when the demand gets too great, when the work gets too heavy, they get lazy and they blame everybody else but themselves. So how do I respond to somebody who blames me for their failure? Give me a chance, I'll give them an attitude adjustment. The reason I took Bray Wyatt's challenge at WrestleMania is so I can take Bray Wyatt out of the equation. Michael Cole, this ain't gonna be a WrestleMania match to steal the show. It's gonna be physical, it is going to be gruesome, and it is going to be uncomfortable to watch. But this WrestleMania match is gonna accomplish what should have happened six years ago ending the existence of the most overhyped, overvalued, overprivileged WWE superstar in existence.
7: <laughs> Yowie, wowie! <laughs> Holy cow, John. That is seriously riveting stuff, man. I mean, you had my attention. (laughs) And just so you know, I'm really glad you're here. Even though you're saying some really mean and hateful stuff about me, it's good to see you again, John. (laughs) But, I mean, look at you. Look at you. You're doing great, man. You're the... Big Hollywood star now. You got big muscles still. You got beautiful girlfriends on tap. I mean, most of us can't even imagine what it must be like to be John Cena for just one day. But you do have me all wrong, John. You see, I'm not sick, you are. I know why you came here, John. And I know why you can't say no. (laughs) You don't really think we think that you care about the future, do we? (laughs) I mean, John Cena cares about John Cena, right? And it, it doesn't matter who he has to smash or bury along the way as long as he gets his spotlight. And six years ago at WrestleMania, you, you took something from me, and I, I thought about it a lot. Matter of fact, I thought about it so much that I wanted to take my hands and push them into my skull and smash my brain into a million pieces just so that I could have five seconds of peace without the voices talking to me. But the voices, they never stopped. And then something magical happened. One day I I stopped fighting the voices and I started listening to them. <laughs> and they took my crooked little world and they turned it into a majestic funhouse. <laughs> you broke me, John, but the fiend he put me back together. And at WrestleMania, it's going to be a slaughter. You just don't know it yet. Let me in, John.
6: (laughs) Man, I tell you, uh, a lot to unpack here. Um... You know, John's saying that plenty of people have told him that he's the reason for their failure. You know, he's pretty much said like, you know, take a number, right? Like all these people that claim that I buried him, which who knows? I mean, maybe there's truth to that. Maybe he's just making light of it. But you know, he said, you know, Bray is blaming him for the downward spiral that he went on when he beat him at WrestleMania six years ago, and really he blames them Bray getting lazy and giving up on himself. He, he blamed Bray for that, not you know, obviously not taking anything you know not taking any onus on himself you know john says i've had plenty of setbacks uh, you know all of my losses that i've had in my career and and says that did anybody you know blame me cole for uh for for any of that no um did anybody say that you know i was gonna go on a downward spiral or he's like no because i work harder than anybody else so uh it's i mean it's true like he's you know people want to want to cry and bitch you know and blame other people for you know not getting over or he even mentioned the word being buried like which was weird for him to say that uh to use a wrestling term like that you know a kayfabe term term so to speak uh and said you can't blame me for being buried you just need to suck it up and fucking deal with it pretty much and honestly you know when i heard that i thought a ricochet Ricochet and, you know, like the revival and guys like that, but Ricochet recently has been very vocal about the fact that he wants to go back to NXT because he's not being treated right and all that. And, you know, was, he came back a few days later and said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be working WWE and it's the best job in the world and blah, blah, blah. And like the fact that I get to go out there and entertain you no matter if I win or lose is the best part of all. Like that's, I tweeted back. I'm like, this tweet has been paid for by World Wrestling Entertainment uh, because obviously he was instructed to do that. Um. So, yeah, like, Ricochet, man, don't fucking blame yourself. Bl- bl- or don't blame WWE or anybody else. How about the fact that you can't cut a decent promo and you can't fucking get over, man? I've been saying this for I don't know how many months now. Uh, God, man, stop blaming everybody else for you not getting over to the level that you think you should be at. You know, you can be a great athlete and all that, but if you can't cut a promo, if we can't get invested in you as a character, why the hell do we care? You know, it's not just about being... A fantastic athlete and put on five star matches. It's just not. We need more than that. Uh So he's one dimensional. So you know, pretty much, John was talking about guys like that. You know, that just want to talk and bitch and 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 put on somebody else instead of taking responsibility on themselves. So uh, I I, I kind of like that from John. It's kind of a Hollywood dickish kind of attitude almost. And, and like I've been here. Well, I mean, he's got. A, he, I mean, he does have a point. He's been there for what fifteen years or so. I mean, he's he's earned it. He was the he's was the top guy, and still could be the guy if he you know if he still wanted to do it all the time. But uh, that's going to come into play later on too. Like he gave the Rock so much shit when they had their year long feud about the Rock being gone and not being full time and leaving WWE and going to Hollywood and all that. And John, here we are, like five years later, six years later, however long it's been. And John just did the same fucking thing, man. You want know, to talk about hypocritical? That they really could play on that if they want to make John a heel and just have him kind of be the the Rock Hollywood Dick kind of heel. Uh, but I don't I don't know if they're going to go that way. Uh, but, but he said you know he he wasn't lying when he said last week that WWE shouldn't be worried about him or they, they should be invested in the future. Guys like Drew McIntyre and Velveteen Dream and a few other guys. And he said Bray shouldn't be part of that Bray. Is has been here a while, and he keeps getting chance after chance after chance to be a top guy. And he he called him like the most overvalued, like overrated wrestler, and like something like that in the company. I'm like, wow, that's gonna piss a lot of people off because there's a lot of Fiend fans. But uh, there's also, I mean, there's some truth to that too. Like, there's a lot of people that are kind of souring on the Fiend as well. So I, I don't, I don't know. So I like where they're going with that. And then he gets interrupted by Bray Wyatt, who came out of nowhere, was like. Just standing at ringside on the other side of the barricade, and man bray Bray did a good job, <laughs> like bray saying, I'm not sick, you know you are um you're the you're the one that cares about the spotlight, and that you know you can't stay away and you don't care about the future, you keep coming back because you want the spotlight you know you're addicted to this, and I love that i really I really did that um he said that John took something from him. Uh, and then he had all those these voices in his head that he wouldn't listen to, and finally he he stopped ignoring the voices and started listening to them and uh, he fixed you know what John had broke, and you know the fiend put him back together. Uh, I I just I love that, and you know that the the line that Bray had at the end saying that this is going to be a slaughter at WrestleMania, uh, you just don't even know it yet, and then they went off the screen laughing and all that, so. Really, really good stuff. I'm really gonna enjoy this match. Um, you know, even John said the match is gonna be, you know, hard. It's gonna be uncomfortable to watch at times. Hopefully, for good reasons, <laughs> and not because the match is just boring and it sucks. But um, I'm looking forward to this matchup, like seeing Superman John Cena against the Fiend, who's been virtually unstoppable until he lost. to... To Goldberg, and fact, Goldberg was on the bump this week, and I asked him, like, how did you beat the fiend who's been unstoppable? And he's like, because I'm Goldberg. <laughs> like, that's what I said. Because he's fucking Goldberg. What in Goldberg's career has told you that he's going to lose that fucking match? He's been booked like a fucking killer his entire career. Christ, he took out Brock Lesnar in like fucking a minute and a half, whatever. Come on, man. Like, it's Bill Goldberg. Forget about the age and all that. Suspend your disbelief. Just look at the Goldberg character and the way he's been booked over the years, man. So it's going to be interesting to see because John Cena is the same way. John has has had several losses. He's noted them on this interview. you know. But uh, it's still going to be a good match. And a lot of people are thinking, oh, you know, Fiend will get the rub from John Cena. John doesn't need to win. It's still fucking John Cena. Like, if Goldberg's winning, come on. It's still John Cena. John could beat the Fiend at WrestleMania if, it ha- if the match happens. So... I don't know. We'll see. So really, really, really good SmackDown. So I, I really enjoyed it. So different seeing an empty arena. I love the fact that Cole and, and Triple H were great together and just kind of picking on each other and making fun of each other. And um, it was just a really, really fun show. Now is Raw going to be as fun? Who knows? I mean, fuck. They had to fill in part of it with a you know a fifteen minute segment with the Elimination Chamber tag team match. Um, what are they going to do to fill three hours on Raw? I don't know. Stone Cold's going to be on Raw like they're still advertising 316 day can you imagine Stone Cold in the PC with nobody there like I'm hoping they bring in some local fans maybe or at least friends and family or somebody in the company like you know pull back the curtain if you guys don't know back in the day uh, with primetime wrestling it used to be on every Monday night on USA before Raw started uh, before Raw replaced it actually uh, it used to be in studio with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan just the two of them sitting at a desk you know, talking about match, you know, syndicated matches and stuff from house shows and all that. Then it moved to a studio audience, and the studio audience weren't fans. It was friends and family and the people that worked there. Literally, they brought in people that worked for WWF and their family, and they filled the audience. Yeah, you know, maybe a hundred people, if that. That's what they could do here. You know, I think you can only fit a couple hundred people there in that that arena. You know that 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 small area there. It's even smaller in Full sale, I believe, just that ring area. So, at least have somebody there. I don't know if people can get behind no audiences for the next month. I'm just not sure, but can you imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin cutting a promo in front of nobody? Obviously, there's no what chance. it look pretty stupid if he had a beer bash or started drinking beers by himself. Um... It'll probably be a sit down interview with with two chairs in the ring like they did, you know, with with Roman Reigns with Miz and Morrison and all that and John Cena. Probably not gonna be the promo that Stone Cold was gonna do originally, because obviously he feeds off the crowd. That's the whole Steve Austin experience of him doing the BMF walk and the fucking the pop as soon as the glass breaks. There's not gonna be a pop. This will be the first Stone Cold glass break without a pop. It's gonna be really surreal. So I I don't know how this is gonna go. It's it's obviously not gonna be as fun and entertaining as it normally would be when there's a whole crowd there, uh, and him feeding off the crowd and doing the whole what thing. And hell, a lot of his promos are based on the what chant now. I mean, it's just it is what it is. And then having him drinking beers uh, after the promo, it's just it's gonna be strange. It really is. It really throws a a, a, a monkey wrench in the whole plan. So. Uh, we'll see. We'll see about raw coming up so.
1: Five hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down.
6: That is Friday Night Smackdown. Again, a uh, really enjoyable show based on what it was. So we'll see what happens on Monday. So let's get into the uh, current news with the RTW News Desk. I'd like to start off with the real one, Uh, Enzo, who posted a tweet saying that he delivered a pizza to his biggest little fan today. Her name is Destiny. She's been loyal and loving since he's known her, and he's glad he had a chance to wish her a happy birthday in person. Really, really cool tweet. Like, I thought this was fantastic. And I don't know if the girl's uh, special needs are mentally challenged, um, but man such a cool thing for a guy like him to do that and made her world like she didn't even expect it like obviously her mom knew he was coming because he like walked in the front door and all that but ah, oh, I'm just watching her again right now like she her eyes lit up she he was so so happy to see him Um, she is in a wheelchair she might be handicapped of some sort but uh, I'm telling you man like this is such a cool moment I wish I wish more wrestler. I, I mean, and they do. They probably do. We just don't see it. Um, I just—it was so cool. There was an asshole on Twitter that I blocked. That I used to follow. Um, and I actually want to point this guy out. I, I'm not going to pull any bullshit here. Uh, I'm going to call this guy out for one of the sickest tweets I've seen. Uh, he tweeted back to this video to Enzo. Saying, it's cool, just don't rape her like you did that one chick a couple of years back. And you know that shit costs you your job. This is a fucking handicapped girl. Like, in like an underage girl, uh, for all intents and purposes, she looks like she's under 18, but... Jesus Christ, man, it's a handicapped girl. He's delivering her fucking pizza. She ob- she's obviously special needs and handicapped. And this made her whole fucking world. And you're gonna tweet that out? that don't rape this little fucking girl you stupid son of a bitch his name is at albert 947 20771 like that is such a dick move man it's that was, people are so fucking shitty nowadays you know like i i can hardly stand wrestling twitter as it is or twitter in general or you know any social media now but what a f- Fucking cocksucking thing to say, man. That really, really pisses me off. Such a shitty thing to do. Here Enzo is doing this great thing for this poor kid, you know, that made her fucking life. And you're going to say, don't rape her? You fucking twat? You have to be the absolute dumbest, most deplorable fucking person I've ever seen. And that says a lot. You know, That that worse than Matt Coon. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, what a fucking scumbag thing to say. So, anyway... Good on Enzo for doing that. Um, Enzo is. Uh, en- Enzo, say what you want about him, man. Like, a lot of it's gimmick. But when he does stuff like this and, and helping out his his buddy Cass and, and stuff like like, Enzo's a cool dude, man. If you put the gimmick aside, um, you know, the real guy Eric uh, is, is a cool guy. So I thought that was a, a nice thing to say. And a lot of it had to be ruined by just stupid, hateful, fucking dipshit dumbass tweets like that, but, uh, but anyway, um, so (laughs) Eric Bischoff went on 83 weeks and said that Ric Flair caused the biggest bar tab that he's ever paid. Uh, I wasn't aware of Rick not paying his own bar tab, um, but they were talking about something during the episode and, and I think he was asked by Conrad, um, if he picked up any of the tabs from the boys when he would go out with them. And uh, he said, yeah, you know, if I was there, you know, I I would feel like I had to, and and I would pay most of the tabs. Uh, But the biggest tab he ever paid was Ric Flair's. He said, "Uh, it almost got me fired. I shouldn't say that, but it did take a significant amount of explanation. Unfortunately, at the time, things were going well in WCW, and the people I had to explain it to trusted me and didn't think I was bullshitting, partly because they knew Rick. Uh, we were at the MGM Studios shooting. Antonio Noki came over, and a ton of Japanese talent came over. Everybody was coming, uh, and this was the night before or right after we formalized this true working relationship with NJPW. That involved a significant amount of money. We were at the Swan Hotel in Orlando, and they had a phenomenal sushi bar. We were celebrating. We had a big pay per view, and Rick said, "It's on me. Drinks on me," uh, knowing full well he wasn't going to pay for it. Sushi on me. <laughs> Uh, the next day, Eric got a phone call from the Mandarin Hotel saying, uh, Mr. Bischoff, we have a little bit of a problem. Somebody in your company walked out on a tab last night. I said, what? He said, I'll take care of it. It was over five grand. I ate that one. Well, actually, the company ate it, but that's, that was kind of a funny story. That fucking Rick I was like, yeah, every, you know, all this is on me, and then doesn't fucking pay the tab. Uh, and Bischoff had to f- foot the bill, or at least put it on his company card, or whatever, his expenditure report. Uh, I thought that was uh, that was pretty humorous. So, um, Dash Wilder from The Revival uh, filed a trademark to trademark a name called Cash Wheeler. Uh, His real name is Daniel Wheeler, and WWE has the trademark on Dash Wilder, so he filed a trademark for Cash Wheeler. Uh, As we've seen in the past, The Revival have not been happy. They've been wanting out. Uh, They got time added on their contract for injuries and such. Um, They also... Uh, applied for a trademark to s- for Say Yeah, uh, Top Guys, and No Flips, Just Fists. Can't believe WD didn't actually trademark those. Or maybe they didn't. And, and, and maybe they... I don't know. I, I We'll see what happens there. But as previously reported here, uh, the contracts Revival are set to expire later this year. Uh, I believe it's April for Dawson and June for Dash because they had to add on time for uh, his injuries. Um, And they... Had reportedly yet to sign their new contracts, despite WWE offering more than, I think, seven hundred grand, And uh, they haven't signed any new deals. So for all intents and purposes, their contracts are going to run out. And they haven't been featured on TV in quite quite some time. And I think they actually you know, told them, you know, we're not signing. And they got taken out of the Elimination Chamber tag team match that we saw. Uh, they got replaced by Lucha House Party. They were supposed to be in that spot. So for all intents and purposes, they are leaving. And most likely... I'm, we're going to assume going to AEW. Uh so we could see uh Cash Wheeler and whoever Scott Dawson will be. And maybe Scott will use I don't know if that's his real name or not, but we'll see. Uh what else we have going on here? We have uh RVD is going to be missing some Impact shows due to a rib injury. So that is uh, unfortunate. AEW has had to reschedule several shows due to the coronavirus. Um the show that's coming up in uh, in Newark on March twenty fifth has been moved to July twenty second. Next week's episode that's supposed to be in Rochester, New York, uh, was moved to Jacksonville to be at Daly's place. Uh, which, as of today, they haven't announced anything differently. That was that was yesterday. Um, but I read a tweet from. Jackson, I think it was a Jacksonville mayor, possibly, saying that all events, all concerts, anything, any large gatherings, uh, any any all buildings, are going to be closed. Which and somebody even tweeted, "Does this mean Daly's place?" And they said, "Unfortunately, yes, it does." That came straight from the Jacksonville city or or the government, and that was yesterday. And nobody's been reporting that uh, on this yet. That AEW probably can't go there. Now, they were saying that they were going to Daly's Place with a restricted access by audience, which means probably just friends and family. But reading this tweet yesterday from the city, uh, Daly's Place will be closed. So I don't know what AEW is going to do next week. I had tweeted out, you know, maybe DDP should open up the DP Yoga Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia, which is where they film a lot of AEW's videos and is the, the kayfabe headquarters for, for AEW. Um... They have a world-class production facility there. Put a ring in the main studio there where they where they do their, uh, their workouts because they're probably going to, as far as I know, I, don't, I haven't read any announcements yet, but I'm assuming they're going to suspend their daily workouts that people come in and do DDPY with them uh, because of the outbreak. I'm not saying that's for sure. I'll get clarification on that. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm not saying that's, that's the case. But, um, yeah, just have Dynamite from the DDP Yoga Performance Center. That would be a cool thing to do. I mean WWE did it in their empty arena that's could be a place for AW to ride out the storm. Uh so we'll see what happens there. But uh they announced two more precautionary measures. Uh the April 1st show in Milwaukee will be relocated. Um and I don't think they said where or it's been moved to October 28th, but they haven't they haven't said where the relocation is going to be cuz really they don't know. Right now everything's up in air. They don't know where they can go to. You know. which is why WWE is fortunate to have their their PC there because even full sale closed down. So they couldn't they couldn't even broadcast NXT there. So they had to go to, you know, stay in their own building. Uh St. Louis on April eighth will also be re- relocated. They don't know where yet, but that's been moved to October seventh. So AW is scrambling right now. There's a pretty big possibility. They may not be on TV for the foreseeable future, and that is that's going to crush them. Because I mean, NXT will obviously still be going on, um, but AEW needs a building to broadcast from without anybody people without any people there. So, I think my my idea is a great one. Just go to the DP Yoga Performance Center and just hold your matches there. Um, as I said, Raw will be moving to the performance center with with no live audience. Uh, let me run down. I had a couple more things here. <laughs> Bailey. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, Bailey came out uh, and did an interview with Justin Barrasso at Sports Illustrated saying that uh, there needs to be a story behind a singles match with Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. This is where I call bullshit. Like, I know it's predetermined. I know it's scripted. I know it's all programmed. Blah, blah. blah. We know that. But I don't want, you know, one of your top stars, your women's champion, coming out and saying... That if I were put in a position to wrestle Sasha, it would have to be, you know, a, a good story. Don't talk about that publicly. Like, come on. Come on. There's got to be at least a little modicum of, of kayfabe left. I mean, she's she said if if we were put in that position, there's no way we would let that slip through our fingers. I do believe one day we'll get the opportunity someday to have a match at WrestleMania. It would be pretty crazy to have a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. But you need story behind it. I would also love to include all the women on SmackDown. It's kind of hard to say. I want to involve everyone, so bring them all to me. I'll defend against all of them. Uh, I love this, and I work really hard to push myself. But without Sasha, if I didn't have her, I wouldn't know which direction to push myself sometimes. She definitely keeps my head straight. If I believe in something, she's always supporting me. She's helped me. She's helped make me into what I am today, which is great. But don't talk about a fucking possible match. You're going to have a WrestleMania, and we're supposed to believe that, these two best friends fucking are all of a sudden going to hate each other and have a match at WrestleMania. Like, don't fucking talk about that publicly. I, I can't stand shit like that. I'm old school. I know it's fucking fixed, man, but I still want to have a little bit of fucking suspension of disbelief. I don't want me, you talking about having a match with your best friend, how cool that would be. You know, when on TV you're going to hate each other. And it's not going to be believable because we know in real life you're best friends because you just fucking came out and said it in a goddamn interview in Sports Illustrated jesus christ man this stuff like that just really fucking irks me man i'm telling you um as i said earlier gcw game changer wrestling and wrestlecon don't have cancellation insurance on their events so right now they're they're still planning on going on um (laughs) it's uh it's it's crazy um GCW promoter Brett Lauderdale and WrestleCon promoter Michael Boccaccio are kind of screwed right now. They, they don't have cancellation insurance and they've rented the venues and they can't get their money back. And if they got to refund all the ticket sales and all that, like they're going to go into debt. Um, Boccaccio, the, the promoter of, uh, of WrestleCon, told Vice. That, um, I'm not kidding. If this is a full cancellation, I'll likely sell my house. You can put it on the record. It's, it's true. Uh, it's just, it sucks, man. They, they, it's just, it's, it's affecting so many people. It's affecting our company and many, many companies like airlines laying off people, you know, how many more restaurants or stores are going to close down. Our own company has made, you know, management take pay cuts and, um, you know, Certain employees have to take mandatory unpaid days off. If you can work from home, you know, work from home, they're putting in a game plan for that. You know, we're a worldwide company. We have logistics offices all around the world. Uh, it affects everybody. And being, you know, in the transportation logistics industry, you got drivers going from all around the place, you know, coming into contact with who knows. And, you know, they don't even want drivers in the office um, because you don't know who they come into contact with. It's just, it affects everybody, literally everybody right now. So, we'll, you know, right now, GCW and and uh, WrestleCon are planning on going on unless Tampa tells them they can't do it. So we'll keep following that and keep monitoring that, but this is a real thing. I mean, this is this changes minute by minute. You never know what's going to happen. A lot of people are going to lose a lot of their money, and possibly their businesses, because of this. So I will say there's one funny thing from all this and that's hangman page uh i loved the statement that he put out he put out an official statement it it looks like a like an actual drafted you know letterhead um he has his his logo on it hangman adam page (laughs) it's so funny um he uh he uh tweeted out this this written statement official statement from hangman page inc or whatever Says amid the current rapidly evolving COVID-19 situation, Hangman Adam Page wishes to inform you that he will be taking necessary precautions to ensure his continued health and safety as well as the health and safety of his fans across the globe. In addition to the suggestions and mandates from health organizations and government officials, Hangman Adam Page has committed to the following actions. Hangman Adam Page will, for the time being, no longer be able to accept beer from any fans should they be in attendance and events. I mean, obviously, that's a fucking good idea to begin with. It's kind of disgusting to be drinking other people's beers to begin with, but. Adam will now be traveling with his own beverages to consume and looks forward to instances of conveniently appearing unopened beverages. Hangman Adam Page will now be exclusively drinking whiskey in hopes that the higher alcohol content will help stave off the potential infection. In future wrestling exhibitions, Hangman Adam Page will be avoiding applying any wrestling holds that create close contact with opponents' faces. This includes maneuvers like the belly-to-belly suplex, the Mandela Claw, and the thing he did that time where Frankie Kazarian spit on him, and then he licked it up and spit it back on him in an act of defiance. That is hilarious. Uh, in addition to these necessary actions, Hangman and Page would like to further encourage his fans to follow these proper precautions and practices. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place avoid touching your eyes nose and mouth with unwashed hands avoid public gatherings when possible huh. i mean hey your wrestling events would be one of them uh buy a six packs of corona beer honestly they have nothing to do with this and did nothing wrong <laughs> apply your turn signal before turning or changing lanes i fucking pop for that one that is my biggest pet peeve right now uh, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious Consider the benefits of a Medicare for all system in which U.S. citizens would get care rapidly and without considerable cost to them should they begin to display symptoms of the coronavirus or any other uh, malady, I believe it says, possibly preventing its effect and uh, our spread. And by ordering pineapple as a topping on your next pizza, honestly, I've changed my mind on it. It's badass. Make sure you put that on there. Stay safe, Adam Hangman Page. That's hilarious. Uh, that's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long, long time. Very, very well done. I, you know, I was not the biggest Hangman Page fan, um, but uh, I tell you, this guy is really getting over, and he's done a great job. And they've done a great job getting him over. Even like his letterhead, his Hangman Adam Page logo says typed onto a piece of paper by an AEW Aaron Boy at the Drunken Behest of Hangman Adam Page. So fucking hilarious. Uh, but people are really pissed off over the whole pineapple on pizza thing, which I'm not a big fan either. Solid uh, monster said, all fine points but the pineapple on pizza. Well, hey, nobody's perfect. <laughs> That's good stuff. So there you go. That's what I have for the current news. I don't have a reality check this week, but I do have an imbecile of the week. So here is Polyester the Evil Taylor with this week's Imbecile of the Week.
8: Good evening to each and every one of you imbeciles out there. Welcome back to your favorite segment, of the Ninja Turtle Podcast, the Imbecile of the Week, hosted by, well, me, Polly Esther, the Evil Tailor. So Polly remembers back in his college days, his high school days, his middle school days, his elementary school days. He remembers the days where he had to do some math, and math was never a problem for Polly. 2 plus 2 equals 4. 2 times 2 equals 4. 2 divided by 2 is 1. See, Polly is great at mathematics. And it's probably Polly's favorite subject because the answer is always definite. There's no in between the lines here. The answer is always exact. Some people who claim to be smart can't do basic math. I think it was last week there was this imbecile on the news stating that uh, the ex-presidential cabinet Mike Bloomberg apparently he he was he, well he's not a parent he's, he's up there with Polly as far as his how much money he has I believe he's worth a little less than Polly. I think he's worth 60 billion dollars this Mike Bloomberg gimmick is well, he ran for president. I guess he thought he could just buy his way into the presidency, but it didn't work out. He ended up dropping about five hundred million dollars into his campaign. I mean, dropping a bucket for Polly. I'm sure it was a dropping the bucket for him himself too. But some people took great offense that he dropped so much money. I mean, it's just five hundred million. What's what's the big deal? But either way, it took such offense that they made the news. Oh well Mike Bloomberg dropped five hundred million dollars. And we had this one imbecile that actually did the math and and, and, and this imbecilic head of theirs and said, Well hell, five hundred million dollars? That means they could have gave each American a million a million dollars and then had some left over. Yeah, that, that that's what they said. And Polly was just What kind of an imbecile does And then the news anchor person actually agreed. Yeah. They put up the tweet. $500 million. That means each individual American. Because there's about 320 million people in America. Could have got a million dollars according to these imbeciles. So because of that. Mara Gay. Editor of the New York Times. You are this week's imbecile of the week. For not being able to do basic math thinking that 500 million dollars could be divided to 320 million people and that would equal a million dollars per person and then have some leftover that'll do it for this week you imbeciles give me a follow on twitter at the poly underscore that's at the poly underscore on twitter and tune in again next week who knows maybe you'll be the imbecile of the week
6: I'm glad Polly can do basic math. I mean, he proved that. You know, one plus one, two plus two, two minus one, whatever. Uh, blaming the uh, New York the editor of the New York Times—that's that's for not being able to do basic math. That's that's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Sorry, Polly. Uh, you really need to start bringing the heat, man. Uh, you you kind of lost your luster, brother. This isn't the Polly that I signed up here. You know, over a year ago. So you need to start bringing the heat um but yeah that's all i got a short show but uh you know i'm here solo and uh you know other than the news of what's going on i mean a lot of current news and stuff like that but smackdown was a short show i don't have anybody here to bounce ideas off of so sorry if this is a shorter show i mean maybe it's an easier show let's do hopefully the show didn't suck um i'm not used to doing it by myself pause uh you guys if you're gamers you'll understand that reference um, but, hey, it is what it is. I still hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at RadRobGaming. Check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RadRobGaming, streaming every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central and every Sunday afternoon around 2 or 3. And check out my YouTube gaming channel, it's RadRobGaming. If you want to follow the show, it is at POD. Send us an email, Wrestling at gmail.com. Twitch.tv slash RadTurtlesWrestling. If you want to join us after every WWE pay-per-view or NXT takeover, which, who knows, may not even happen in April. Uh, What else we got going on here? RadTurtlesWrestlingGmail.com. Did I mention that? Uh, Our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash RadTurtlesWrestling. Our Pro Wrestling Tees page is ProWrestlingTees slash RadTurtlesWrestling. Check out our website for the Rally Check Podcast Network. It is rcpodnetwork.com. Richie's not here, but if you want to follow him on Twitter, it is at I-I-I underscore Reardon, R-E-A-R-D-O-N. Uh, give him a follow. Give him a tweet. Hope he's doing okay. I haven't heard from him. It's been a couple hours, so hopefully he didn't have any setbacks from his health scare last weekend, or hopefully he's just sleeping it off because uh, the poor guy is still in a little bit of rough shape. So it uh, would still be pulling for Richie to, to get back to full health. So there you go, guys. Uh, John and I will be back on Tuesday night for our Monday Night Raw Review Show. Until then, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you for all your support, and we'll catch you on the next one. Take care, guys. Thanks again for listening to the flagship episode of the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. Once again, you can email us, radturtleswrestling at gmail.com, and we'll read your email on the air. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate all of your support. You've been listening to the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast only here on Reality Check Podcast Network.
1: What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling with
3: Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling with Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga made versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H and his 25 year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling with Reality on all major podcast outlets. <music> plus.